0: Hey, episode 70 of the Nashville Artist Podcast is now out, featuring Ryan Bigelow. Ryan is a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and person who loves to razz the audience. Growing up adoring guitar shredders like Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, and Jimmy Page, Ryan learned he had to overcome the need for there to be a guitar solo in every song. Now he plays anti-solos. When he was younger, he loved dinosaurs, especially velociraptors. Listening, you'll learn his songwriting process and what influenced his band Rigby's latest record called Now, turning his acoustic writings into electric shoegaze, or organized chaos as he calls it. His favorite venue is Dark Matter Collective, feeling as though he's playing a home game when performing there. His advice for artists is to go to as many shows as possible and put yourself out there constantly. Quotes, Even when it's raining on a Tuesday night, you haven't eaten dinner, and your life's all fucked up, spend your last $10 and go to the show. You'll feel like you are part of something. End quotes. Influences like Stereo Lab, Duster, Modest Mouse, The Black Keys, My Bloody Valentine, Arctic Monkeys, Cage the Elephant, Falls, The XX, Pinback, Miles Davis, Dave Brubeck, Bill Evans, Gilberto Gill, and Gal Costa. Enjoy the episode.
1: Very, very chill morning. I was over at my girlfriend's house. Oh, nice. We made some breakfast.
0: Nice.
1: And then I left. And then I realized I had no gas in my car.
0: Oh, yeah. I know. And so
1: I filled up some gas and then I came over here.
0: Awesome. Yeah. You work at the next to the end or uh, East Room, right?
1: I used to work over at Beehive. That's what it's called. I work over at Mitchell Deli now.
0: Oh, really? Nice. Mm -hmm. How's that? That's pretty good. I like it over there. Eat amazing sandwiches.
1: Yeah, I like uh, I like the old man sandwiches.
0: Old I like the sandwich.
1: like the tuna fish sandwich. Oh yeah. The pastrami and Swiss.
0: The old these, man's.
1: Yeah, these are the old. Anything that comes on like rye bread. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that what all the old people, most old men, come in and order? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. I don't, I don't know what it is. There's something very hardy,
0: steady about it. tuna yeah. fish. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. That's awesome. I like, um, whatever beehive too. I like how they trick you into thinking you're eating meat, but you're not.
1: Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I was over there for a while. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I always feel good after eating there. Yeah. I don't feel.
1: I like to do the, um, I really like their Caesar dressing. Ooh. um And I like to do like a kale Caesar salad with Nashville hot chicken tenders.
0: Oh, I'm going to need to try that. Last time I was there, I got like one of their sandwiches. So the Sammy's are good. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Well, awesome. well we had started here. Hey everyone, welcome to The Nashville Artist. I'm Jordan, and today Ryan Bigelow is here.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for coming over.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, man.
0: Cool. So where are you from?
1: I'm from the Northeast. I grew up on Long Island, lived in Connecticut, um, lived in each one of those places nine years a pop. Wow. And now I've lived here for nine years. Wow. But yeah. So I'm almost kind of more Nashville than anywhere else at this point. Once once it's ten years, so next August.
0: Wow, you're, you're the first New Yorker I've had on here. Really? Yeah.
1: Hell yeah! I'll make a fool of myself for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. When did you move here?
1: Um, I moved here in twenty I guess uh, fourteen. Okay. Um, yeah that, that would be that would be nice. Well, yeah. We're approaching the tenth year, so that makes sense.
0: Wow. <clears throat> what um? Do you have any siblings?
1: I have two younger siblings.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, what,
1: Lauren and Matt.
0: Are they also into art and music? Um,
1: they both really like art and music. Um, I don't know how musical they are. Like, like they don't have like bands. My brother plays the drums. Um, nice. He's got really good sense of time which is cool because i feel like a lot of people who like play the drums professionally maybe don't
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's true
1: yeah i saw them over um christmas like a couple weeks ago and me and my brother were listening to a bunch of like new like drum and bass style music and stuff like
0: like nerve
1: um no more like um what was I? He was showing me something, and I forget what it is right now. But then it made me show him Machine Girl.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And uh, we were kind of vibing about that. He likes to make these, um, these edits um, to like songs and stuff. And he'll get like different like clips from like a show or like a music video or like whatever. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: But did they both live in New York? No, um,
1: he lives in Boone, North Carolina, okay. which is, like, a super chill place. Did he and, go to ASU? Um,
0: App State?
1: Yeah, he goes to App State right now, actually. He's, like, he's seven years younger than me, so he's, like, a junior at this point. Okay. Um, and then Lauren lives in Louisville. Um, and so I actually just got to see her when I was on tour with Rigby and Total Wife. Um, her and her friend came out i don't know i don't know what they were expecting they really liked it <clears throat> but it was kind of funny it was like a merger of of two worlds because like nobody in my family has really like seen me perform since i moved out of the house wow. um but my parents got to see me in chapel hill because they live in raleigh oh, and really? then she got to see me in louisville um so that was pretty cool
0: nice yeah that's cool what um what do they do or like what are they in school for um where are they studying?
1: my brother is um i'm always a little i'm always a little light on the details but he he goes to school he's on like a a d1 like pole vault scholarship so he's like jumping in the air He's clearly a very, like, multi-talented person. That's awesome. Um, but then he he studies, like, like video and, like, m- media stuff. I don't know what the actual major is called, but he wants to do, like, video editing stuff.
0: Oh, okay,
1: cool. And then Lauren works in, like, alcohol sales. So she works for this place that distributes, like... La marca Prosecco, and like all this stuff Wow, so she's always like competing to have like the the nicest looking booth with like all the labels facing out and like getting her products into like different stores and whatnot oh nice she's a she's a go getter, so that's like the kind of thing for her, unlike me i <laughs> I'm a chiller
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like what about your parents? are they into music and art and stuff? yeah. I'd say they largely,
1: um, like, helped me get into it. They're not, they don't really play music now. Um, my dad plays the trumpet, and so he encouraged me to play trumpet when I was in, like, third or fourth grade. Um, and so that's when I started playing. Um, and then my mom did, like, choir when she was in high school and maybe college, too. She told me this cool thing about how she got to, like, go around Europe singing one time. That was probably super chill. Wow. But um, they both really like, like, classic rock and, like, uh, they wouldn't describe it as post-punk, but, like, kind of, I guess, like, new wave and stuff like that and, and, like, grunge and stuff. Like, they went to college and, like, that was when, like nirvana and whatnot was like coming out wow um and like pearl jam and they will really like alice in chains too that that's was, amazing that's always my favorite
0: do you have pretty young parents
1: yes i would they yeah not to not to give away their
0: no yeah no, history no but...
1: but yeah they definitely had me when they were pretty young uh which is like cool for me because i got to have like young chill parents
0: um it's just rare that you meet someone who's like close to our age whatever and their parents like were coming of age in the 90s yeah exactly exactly (laughs) i I have very old parents so like when i grew up i was listening to 50s and 60s music oh yeah Uh, yeah. i had to discover 80s and 90s music on my own
1: that's funny see that's the thing with me with like because i love like old music i feel like i listen to older music than they do yeah. I'll be showing my mom like like a Sonny Rollins record
0: and she's Oh goes, really?
1: Oh wow, this is awesome. Like who's this? And I'm like Sonny Rollins, live at the Village Vanguard, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> man, that's so wild. Yeah, like two different spectrums. Like I yeah. grew up on like Temptations, Four Tops, Motown, and like early sixties music. Yeah. And that's so like, it's wild to hear someone who's like closer to my age or whatever and their parents were like
1: they're listening to like seether
0: <laughs> like what, yeah <laughs> or like yeah like more or less what we i'd say i listen to now yeah no exactly wow that's really cool so um what were you what were you into as a little kid um mostly dinosaurs nice
1: um yeah i I didn't really like like storybooks, but like every night I'd ask my mom to read me the dinosaur encyclopedia, and so we'd learn like some facts about like the Cretaceous era and whatnot. Um, and then the music that I liked when I was like really little, um, my favorite songs were um, "Master of Puppets" by Metallica. I really liked War
2: Pigs by Black Sabbath. Um, I feel like (laughs) that's kind of funny for for a
1: kid, like a little four-year-old, to be liking all that. Yeah, I was definitely like a rocker when I was young, Um, but I also liked like like some pop stuff. Like my favorite like pop singer was probably like Rihanna. So I really liked her. I really liked Madonna.
2: My mom showed me her. Um,
0: Yeah. What was your favorite dinosaur?
2: Probably
1: Velociraptor because of um, the Jurassic Park movies. Oh, yeah. They were, like, the smartest and the fastest. And so I was, like, I guess as, like, a young New Yorker, you want to be the smartest and the fastest. Right. So naturally the Velociraptor would be right the dinosaur of choice
0: and velociraptors are terrifying they really are i mean they're yeah like you said they're fast they're intelligent and they're ferocious uh-huh also i heard like according to steven spielberg or someone they made the velociraptor a lot bigger than it really was apparently they're their movies apparently a velociraptor was only like this tall oh shoot yeah that wouldn't have been as
1: intimidating
0: yeah they're more like the comfies do you remember the comfy comfies the tiny dinosaurs. oh the tiny yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> eats that one dude uh-huh, uh-huh yeah they're apparently more of that size oh that's funny although i thought the comfies were terrifying too because they, they ate, were yeah they, they ate that little child and then like <laughs> were just yeah imagine being bit to death like tiny bites until you yeah dead.
1: I've thought about that before. Like, what it would be like to be like an animal, just getting like eaten in the wild. <gasps> Sounds like the worst. Sounds terrible and slow. It makes my problems feel more manageable.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just gotta focus on that every day, and you're like, "Wow, I'm not getting uh, eaten."
1: Yeah, not getting like eaten by like a a shark in the ocean. Ooh. That would suck. I would hate that. Yeah, sharks are terrifying too. Yeah
0: fact that you could be swimming and they come up underneath you <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i know and i i love the ocean and the water but the fact that i can't like see in there oh my god i don't know man yeah something could not getting up. in
0: too deep yeah exactly so when you were younger what first got you into like art and music i really
1: liked um i really liked drawing when i drawing. was younger more so um I really liked using like pastels and like crayons and stuff um and I really liked drawing like pictures of like like whatever like my favorite animals were um and I listened to music and like I had to play like the recorder and like xylophone in school, but it didn't really. It didn't really stick with me until I was like ten and I started to play the guitar and then I was like, Oh. Music is like music is badass. Like I don't just have to play hot cross buns. I can play like Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix. Oh and, yeah. And and that's like way cooler.
0: <laughs> so when you were ten, you were like Jimi Hendrix was a big influence?
1: Yeah, once I started to get older, I just cared about, like, about, like, shredding. Oh, um, yeah. Because I, I thought it was, like, badass. But so, Jimi
2: Hendrix was definitely my favorite guitar player. Um, I liked, um, and I feel like a lot of, like,
1: classic rock and, like, kind of, like, jazz people would, like, never play a solo the same way twice. Yeah. And that was always like my goal was to just like kind of like free yourself from like memorizing like a solo. And I would I would learn solos like note for note. But just so I could have like a couple more like licks that yeah. I could like whip out. But I I always thought it was important to like not play the same thing the same way twice. Um which was kind of which is like a fun challenge,
0: yeah, I think did you is that how you carry yourself on guitar now? you still want to play not the same thing
1: if I'm doing like a an improvised section, which young Ryan would be disappointed to learn that I don't <laughs> play guitar solos in all of my songs now, but sometimes i'll I'll throw in like a cheeky like noisy you yeah, know it's it's not cool to like shred but you can do like a noise solo yeah so i'll do like an anti-solo Anti-sol- yeah i play an anti-solo now and i won't do my anti-solos the same way twice either Ooh. so young ryan can rest assured
0: <laughs> that's awesome so like what other guitarists or music were you into when you were younger like you said shredders like
1: yeah I really liked um I really liked a lot like especially at that age when I was first getting into guitar I kind of thought that all those like classic rock guitarists were like just like the greatest players like of all time and now like I have probably a more nuanced opinion about it but I definitely really liked Jimi Hendrix um I don't think either of these people are great humans but I really liked Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page. Um, I really, really love...
0: So Eddie Van Halen... Yeah. ...was, like, the the latest?
1: He was, um... Or at least when I was, like, younger and, like, first learning guitar. Um, But then once I got to um, high school, um, I had a friend who showed me... Like, I kind of started to get, I, I, like, didn't really listen to any modern music, which was quite a shame, because there's obviously, like, always cool new stuff coming out. And I, myself, was, like, a new artist who, like, was falling into the trap of, like, oh, there's no new, like, good music. Like, everything cool came out in the 70s. Um, but then I got into, like, um, like the Black Keys and the Arctic Monkeys, oh, yeah. and Cage the Elephant, and stuff like that. Because I was like, okay, like this stuff
2: is like similar to that classic rock stuff. Um, and then, um, and then at that
1: point, that was actually when I met Thomas Luminoso, um, who I play with in probably like a million different bands.
2: Okay.
1: Um and I met uh Ash Richter around that point too. And I and I knew Luna cuz we went to the same high school. Um but I wasn't like I wasn't like super close friends with her yet or anything. Um and we kind of became closer like later on. But then I then I kind of from there started to get into like more like indie rock kind of stuff. And um, my favorite artists were, like, I really liked Jose Gonzalez. Oh. Um, um, I liked how he did, like, finger style guitar. And I liked how it was kind of similar to classical guitar, which I was, like, also getting into. And I really liked the XX.
0: Oh, yeah, the and, XX. Uh,
1: and Foles.
0: Falls, yeah
1: those were those were kind of my three favorite bands when i was like in the middle of like high school and stuff that was kind of my intro to like indie
0: rock oh yeah i remember in full i listened to a lot of foals in 2013 yeah like when inhaler came out uh-huh like that. that was
1: right around when i got
0: into them too yeah i was like man what is this
1: yeah, it was really cool. I liked how that. I liked how um, they were really like dancey
0: yeah. and stuff,
1: but they still had like the cool like rock guitar element. riffs. Yeah, they had the cool rock elements. That that all made it a lot more digestible for me because I was still kind of coming out of the mindset of everything needs to have like a guitar solo and it needs to like shred. Then it's like, no, Ryan. Like music can just be music it doesn't have to
0: right it doesn't have to be difficult or complex it doesn't
1: have to be difficult and complex it could just
0: simplicity is the ultimate sophistication
1: exactly yeah Uh,
0: i learned that from Leonardo da Vinci
1: yeah (laughs) that's awesome
0: okay cool so like when you were younger did you play in school or anything
1: yeah um I really liked playing in uh, the jazz band. That was the most fun because, like, I played played trumpet in the the regular, like, during the day concert band, and that was, like, all right, but it wasn't really music that I was interested in. It was just kind of, like, early 1900s, like, marching band music, which is fine (laughs) right but then like i would go to like jazz band after school and like we'd be playing like like earth wind and fire or like stevie wonder tunes and that was super fun um and we do like like obviously some more like jazz standard stuff too but that was always fun and I got to learn how to improvise on trumpet as opposed to guitar. But kinda take some of those like elements that I learned from like learning Jimi Hendrix solos and like try it on a trumpet over like Dat there
2: or something. Um and and that was super fun. Um but yeah. And the, and then it kind of like encouraged me to put to get like more creative
1: with my music and to put like put like trumpets and stuff on it and like put whatever on it.
0: Nice.
2: Um
1: yeah.
0: That's awesome. So why would you say you're drawn to music and art?
2: Um that's a good question. Cuz I've always been drawn to it, but I guess it's just the sort of thing where it feels like I have a lot of music inside of me. And if,
1: if I let it bottle up, I think I would feel insane. And so it's a very therapeutic thing for me where I don't really feel like I have much of a choice in my life but to just like keep on creating music. And even in even in times where it's not really practical and I don't like have the the energy to like sit down and play guitar, I still find myself just going and like sitting down and and it always feels like ah here we go. I'm back
2: at my at my like comfortable place. So I guess I'm drawn to it because,
1: like, I feel like I have to make it. Like, if I, if I didn't make it, something in my brain would go crazy. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced that sensation, but it's like, I, I, like, can't not do it. Yeah. Or else I just, I start to feel, like, out of whack and, like, really distant from everything
0: Interesting. Yeah. It's therapeutic in a way that when you release it, then you feel better about yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like I am always working on stuff. So when, if I were to like go back and listen to something, it's always really weird because then it's like I can remember exactly what I was thinking about at that time. And wow. like, I can hear like the stuff that I was listening to at the time. And like it might not sound like obvious to other people, but like for me I'm like, oh God, I like ripped that off exactly or something.
0: Oh yeah. It is uh, nice to listen back to your old stuff. I was really influenced by that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um Nice. So like how do you have routines for developing guitar or singing or anything like that?
2: That's a good question, I guess. I don't really have any sort of routine. I normally, well, I guess I kind of do.
1: I never, I never like try to write something. I don't, I don't really know how to describe that, but I never sit down with the intention to, I'm going to come up with like a new song right now. It'll kind of be like, I, like, think of, like, I'll, like, have, like, an idea in my head and I'll kind of just, like, sit down on a guitar and, like, start plucking, like, some random things. And then it's, like, before I know it, I'm, like, oh, I better take out the voice memos app. And, like, I'll just, like, record this, like, little, like, riff onto it. And then I'll kind of, I like to, like, of mumble improvise some lyrics on top of it just to get a sense of like melody and then that can like inform the chords and like the song structure and whatnot and so i guess it's like somewhat of an organic process and and sometimes i'll come up with a song in like like five or ten minutes and it'll just be like ah, oh, this is it and then sometimes it'll be like two years of like tinkering with like one riff and then i'll be like oh like that fourth chord needs to be the same as the second chord
2: actually or like fourth chord needs to be like different whatever it may be um
1: but yeah i'm definitely kind of like a a perfectionist in that way like i wouldn't walk into a recording studio without, like, the full idea for a song in my head. I know that anytime I try to be spontaneous and I'm like, I'm just going to, like, lay out these chords and, like, I don't really have an idea for the ending, but I'll just figure it out as I go. It's like, no, because you're, like, actually going to figure it out or, like, I will actually figure it out, like, A couple weeks later and then i'll just hate the version that i recorded with like the quote-unquote incorrect ending and so whenever i sit down to like actually record something i always know exactly what every single part is going to be and like exactly what the structure is and there really isn't much left up to question there
0: all right so you plan to the end
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I definitely plan to the end. I feel like the only time that I'm improvising stuff in the studio is if I'm asking somebody like, oh, like, how should I, should I sing this part different? Should I, like, go higher here? It'll be more, like, little last minute tweaks, because, like, I mean, you, you can't plan everything.
2: Right.
1: Um, and then also, if I'm adding in, like, cheeky like noise elements or like just like a dinky like lead to go on something. I don't really think you need to plan that sort of thing out. But if it's like the chords or something, it's like, oh God, like I need to know like the structure and the chords and like the backbone of the song. Right. You could you could ornament it probably with whatever and it'll as long as it has the right feeling
0: nice is this like a everyday thing kind of developing your artistry
2: yeah I
1: definitely work on it every day although I don't really write new songs every day I think a lot of the times I'm I have like a set list in my head of like seven songs that I'm just like kind of thinking about at the moment and I'll kind of, I'll kind of go through, and I'll, and I'll pretend that, like I'm like at a show, and I'll be like, okay, like you need to play like these seven songs, and like try not to like fuck up, and if you do, then like figure out how to like play through that
2: or something. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice.
0: So, like, of all time, who are your? favorite artists, musicians?
2: I think, um, that's a good, I mean, I I should have figured that this question would be (laughs) asked. It's like the hardest question. Um, I'd say, like, probably, probably someone like, uh, Stereo Lab or like Duster would be one of my all-time favorite artists, just because I feel like they kind of they kind of hit everything for me in a certain way. Um, I like both of their lyrics. Um, I think they're both like very creative with. Um, like chord progressions and like song structures and stuff and i i think that there's enough like structure verse like free like improvised elements and like i guess in the case of stereo lab
1: there's like these like drones that can kind of go on for a while and in the sense of duster there's like really nice like textures and like more like experimental sorts of tracks
2: that kind of go a little bit into left field um but those are definitely two of my
1: favorite artists my favorite artist of 2023 according to spotify was modest mouse oh really yeah i've been listening to a lot of them
2: lately and that's that's been really nice I've been listening to a lot of them and a lot of pinback too. It's just been really fun. Pinback. Yeah, I really like them. Um, I really love my bloody Valentine. Oh yeah. Um And then beyond like the indie rock realm. Um I really love Titano Veloso the yeah, like Brazilian singer from the sixties. Um he especially in like a lot of my like earlier
1: Rigby music was like definitely like the biggest influence and like all that kind of stuff. Um I really love because I love playing like nylon string guitar and that's uh super common for like Tropicalia and Bossa Nova oh, yeah. like Samba kind of music. Um but yeah like Caetano, Gal Costa,
2: uh Naraleo, um Gilberto Gil. Um the, the those would have all been like those are all like very like core artists for me. And then I really love like a lot of like jazz players too.
1: Like um my two favorites when I was younger
2: were definitely like Miles Davis and uh Dave Brubeck. And now I feel like I I really gravitate toward like uh Sonny Rollins. Um I love uh Like, Barney Kessel and Grant Green, guitar players. Um, And, like, Bill Evans, like, a sick pianist. Um, But, yeah, I feel like that probably sums it up. There's, like, some, like, like, shoegazy,
1: slowcore, like, 90s artists. And then, like... And like old jazz heads, and like some like bossa nova, tropicalia people.
0: Yeah, hey, I the South American in there.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. So, how did your album now come about? It was um, that was a bunch of stuff that I was
1: working on with Luna Copper and Thomas Luminoso. Um, and I'm always uh, always checking my lyrics with Ash. Um, they're
2: kind of like they're like a my proofreader. Them huh. and then, uh, and like and like Thomas
1: and Luna will also help with that too. I also like to go to Zach Tittle when huh. I'm doing like lyrical stuff. But that was a bunch of songs
2: that I was working on. Probably in like twenty twenty two. Um and I guess the goal of that album was to uh have like pretty like simple and defined like guitar parts and
1: to kind of make it feel like it was just being played by a band and to also make it feel like it was played as it was written, which would have been just on an acoustic guitar in my bedroom. Because even though I I always kind of have pretty loud guitars with like a bunch of different distortion layers on it and whatever, um, it all just kind of starts as like really softly Played acoustic guitar like in my bedroom trying not to wake up my roommates Um, but so I kind of tried to strike the balance of like the soft quiet like bedroom pop elements that it starts out as with like the more like shoegazy like what the live set sounds like because the live set I don't think anyone would really guess that it's like all just starts out on acoustic guitar um but it's definitely like pretty loud and like i encourage luna to hit the drums like very hard
0: <laughs> yeah yeah what were like some of the themes that you explored
2: writing that um i think well, most of most of my lyrics are kind of like
1: It'll be talking about, it's like very like emo in the sense that it's like literally
2: just like about emotions and like like songs will be like about like my love life
1: or about relationships with my friends or it could be you know, about, like, other people's lives and just kind of, like, how I perceive others. But I I generally write stuff from my own perspective, regardless of if it's actually my perspective. Like, like I could write a song that's first person, but I'm, like, talking about, like, I'm really just talking about, like, my friend's life and, like, kind of what I perceive in there.
2: Um, It used to be more like, I used to write stuff that was like a little more political,
1: but I've kind of stopped going in that direction as much lately, and if I do touch on that, it'll be more
2: of, it'll be less like stereo lab, like Marxist music, and more like, uh, more like, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Bob Dylan, but, like, I'll be trying to do the Bob Dylan thing where he's, like,
1: kind of just talking about, like, his day and is, like, throwing in,
2: like, anecdotes and facts. But, like, that stuff could maybe be
1: perceived... Like, like, it could be interpreted in, like, a political way. Like, it definitely... It, it kind of takes the side. Um, I guess I'm thinking of that, there's that song like Overdraft Coffee, um, which is basically just about being like broke and like overdrafting because you want to go buy like a cup of coffee, (laughs) Um, which is kind of just like a cheeky song, but then it's like, yeah like i Later. think me me and a lot of my friends are working jobs where like we should probably be getting paid more because we're overdrafting
0: trying to buy
1: a cup of coffee
0: right.
1: and <laughs> it's like i'm i'm not that irresponsible i don't think <laughs>
0: yeah i could definitely hear like the Crotrock rock vibe motoric yeah i guess America. i didn't even mention that when
1: i was talking about my influences but that's like such a huge
0: yeah i could definitely hear that like have you ever heard of a band called grass is green
1: no i don't know grass
2: is green
0: your music reminds me a lot of that that's cool it's like shoegaze mixed
2: with like emo
0: kind of lyrics mixed with metal weird it's some strange music but definitely has like ethereal vibes mixed with like tension mixed with like spacey i don't know that's cool yeah i'll have
1: to check that out
0: yeah grass is green they're no longer a band i don't think but they're from they were from new york or chicago somewhere like that no but yeah that album your album remind me a lot of that also did you get the now influence from new no um I think that um, the the only
1: like I wanted to call it now. I don't know. I don't know why. I just kind of once I got it in my head, I was like, "Oh, it's just now," because I think it took forever for me to write and record the my third my third album, um, "Big Night Out," and so I was like, "I need to like release this now." like and I just wanted it to be like very like in the moment and and that's why it's it's now however I will say that when Ash and I were like collaging for the album cover I definitely was inspired by that album cover um with like the red cuz it's like the now has like the it's like kind of a similar thing where it's like a three letter word and it's got, like, the exclamation, exclamation
0: point or,
2: yeah.
1: at the end. Um, that was definitely, like, a cheeky, like, kind of nod to that.
0: Heck, yeah. What would you say, uh, like, uh, inspires
2: your creativity? I would say that um, I, I have a lot of it inside me. And... I guess, like I was saying before, like like I feel like i
1: would I would be making music, regardless if I played shows or if anybody listened, and so there's something like innate that is just kind of calling me to be creative, and I don't really I never really force it like if I don't feel like playing guitar, I'm not just gonna force myself to but more often than not, I just kind of find myself sitting down and I'm like, well, I'm just going to pick up my guitar just, just to see what happens. But definitely, um, I mean, all of my friends too, um, me to be really creative and I'm fortunate to surround myself with people who are kind of always looking to make art with me. And like, like it's it's very often that I'll go over to Thomas's house or Luna's house and I'll just like call him up one day and be like, yo, like can we like can we work on a recording? Like I have a song in my head and I want to just like get it out there. And then even beyond just like recording, like I play in in Total Wife and in Zook and with
2: Thomas Luminoso. And with Lily Ophelia, and um, that—that—that's the bands that I play in, oh, and obviously like my own band.
1: But playing in all those different projects, and just getting to like learn different parts, and they all have like slightly different influences than me. Um, that's something
2: that always makes me feel really creative because it's like I'll kind of I'll be making like random connections
1: when I'm playing with like Lily's band I play drums for her and like I'll be making a connection from like one of my songs from like years and years in the past I'll be like oh wait this beat would actually sound really sick over this and then That'll inform the next time I show up to a Zouk practice. Like, I'll be like, oh, you know what? I actually, I'm going to play this beat like a little different. And then I'm going to record my own song. And I'm like, hmm, I kind of want it to have this feel. And it's like, oh, well, luckily I've been practicing drums like, like in these other bands, like all week. And it kind of, it, it'll all like inform each other, which yeah. is cool. So I think that playing in a bunch of other bands is another thing that like keeps me feeling super creative
0: nice is guitar your main instrument
1: guitar is my main instrument for sure but i feel like when i'm playing in other people's bands they're more likely to need a bassist or a drummer so i normally wind up playing drums for people yeah which for me that's like sick. I'm <laughs> like, because I think that that's like... I would argue that it's the most important instrument in the band, and I feel like you might argue the same thing as a drummer. But um But it, it's nice to it's nice to feel like you're kind of like holding everything down, and it's nice to be a drummer and like. Kind of listen to what's going on and like change your dynamics and like, but like still like kind of just try and keep everybody like, in like line and like keep a keep a sense of balance going. That's like really fun. Um, and then for my own stuff, I I like to I always like to be the one playing guitar just because like, I feel like that's how like I'm creatively expressing myself. Whereas, like, the drums, like, I'm still being creative. It's it's more so, like, I'm, like, I know the role that I'm trying to fill.
2: But with guitar, it's kind of, like, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not just trying to fill in
1: a role. It's, it's more, like, expressive than, than emotive. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely my main instrument because, like, I feel like, I don't really feel like there's any barriers between what I hear in my head and, like, what I want to play on guitar. Unless I'm, like... Unless I'm trying to play, like, jazz songs with my friends. And there's definitely, like... (laughs) Then there's barriers that come up where I'm, like, okay, I don't know all the proper scales and the best chord shapes to play here. But just in terms of, like, expressing myself in my own, like, whatever indie rock music I make... um,
0: I I don't really feel barriers there. Nice. Yeah. How would you um, best describe the type of artist you are?
2: In terms of, like, genre? However. I think... um,
0: Like, you as an artist, as an individual, I guess.
2: Yeah. I would say I'm probably first and foremost, like, a songwriter um like even more so than than being the leader of like a band i feel like i'm
1: always just kind of making like songs and for me like that's like the the beauty of it is like making something and it's like i could very like easily write down like a a chart With, like, the chords for one of my songs. And I feel like that's the thing that, like, I really enjoy doing. So I think of myself as an artist as, like, a songwriter. I think that the most important thing in, like, performing it for people is I want, like, a healthy amount of push and pull between, like, quiet and loud.
2: Um, between, dissonance, and resolution. Um, And I
1: like a sense of organized chaos. Um, Like, it's kind of, I think the fun thing about seeing a Rigby show is that it maybe feels like the train could run off the tracks at some points, because it's like, well, like we're we really we really escalated that there, but then it's like we can kind of reel it back, um, and that's very fun for me. So I, I guess as an artist, those would be like the important things.
0: Okay. Yeah, awesome. So, what would you say your strengths and weaknesses as an artist are?
2: I think my strengths are in. Um, I I know what my vision is and
1: I've never had difficulty expressing to any of the people playing in my band what my vision is and like what I want them to do to
2: help achieve that. Um, And so in that sense, there's like a very clear sense of, direction, and maybe a weakness would be that, um, I feel like my weakness is when I'm actually trying to put my ideas down, like, in the studio,
1: and, like, I'm trying to really finalize things. I'm, like, quite indecisive, and... I kind of need everything to be perfect, and then I can also recognize that like nothing will ever be perfect. So I'll kind—I of, I have a a bad tendency of like going back and like overcorrecting stuff. When I think a better use of my time would be just write something that does the thing that you actually want to do. Like don't don't go back to an old song that you you finished a year ago and it's like recorded and almost done. Like don't change that. Just write something new that has that vibe that you're now looking for. Yeah. So it's like, maybe I kind of, I can like, I'm sure of myself, which is my strength. And my weakness is that I'll go back and doubt myself. (laughs) But fortunately having a band that kind of keeps that, in line because i'm not going to make them do a whole new thing every week and i changed
0: I, everything now y'all got to change
1: yeah yeah yeah. i think that would be unreasonable um but i think that when it's like really important for me to change something then it's like okay i have some people to kind of keep me in check and say like "Oh, will go too far yeah let's not go do you do you really want to do this or are you just like did you just listen to an album that, like, sounds different, that you love? Um, sounds different from the stuff that you make. And yeah. now you just want everything to sound like that.
0: Right. <laughs> okay, cool. So you've been in Nashville since 2014.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What initially, like, brought you here? I went to Belmont, actually. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And I went to Belmont because Thomas Luminoso went to Belmont. I just kind of followed him here.
0: And y'all were, like, high school friends?
1: Yeah, we played in a band called Total Life together.
0: Total Life?
2: Yeah, Total Life, like the Foles album. <laughs> um, we were really big Foles fans. Uh, but so... High school was back in New York? It was in Connecticut. Oh, in Connecticut.
1: Um, yeah. I lived in New York when I was, like, younger. But... um yeah, he, he went to Belmont to do, like, audio engineering, and I went to Belmont, I guess I went for the music business program, even though, like, I didn't really care about it, that, I just, like, for some reason I thought I, like, had to go to college, I was, like, I went to, like, a very competitive high school, and they were, like, like, if, if you don't go to college, like, you're a fucking loser, basically. <laughs> um, and so, like, it's very, like, fortunate that I went to this school where, like, almost the entire graduating class, like, wound up going to college. But it's also, like, I'm in, I'm in a lot of debt now. <laughs> and and I don't really use my degree on the daily. So it's kind of like, Ugh. maybe we should have just moved to Nashville and, like, chilled and, like, figured out. <laughs> what to do but I I was like you know I was young and I was like too afraid to do that I was like I need to do like the thing that everyone else is doing I need to go to college but so I got like a scholarship which helped too and I remember I got into Belmont like the first week of high school and I knew that Thomas went there and I knew that I I had already been to Nashville a bunch to visit him and I had seen like cool shows and I was like oh sick I'm not going to apply anywhere else, and I'm just going to, like, coast until I go to school, which is what I did. And, yeah, which I think was a good choice because, like, I went there, and I already knew a bunch of people, and it was, like, easy for me to
2: start, like, Rigby, Um, and, yeah, yeah nice yeah so i technically came here for belmont even though it's not really like a
1: defining
0: thing about me i don't think yeah i mean that's not really the reason why you're here now yeah exactly i would have
1: left if that was the only thing keeping me
2: here
0: right so what would you say is something you've learned living here
2: something i've learned living in nashville yeah I think um, living in Nashville forced me to be, like, way more open-minded about music, which is, like, sick. Because I was, like, you know, um, or you don't know. That's why you're asking.
1: me. But I was, like, very pretentious about music as, like, a little kid. Um, I don't really know why, but I guess it was because I listened to, indie rock and like nobody else at my high school knew who the band like Foles was so i was like god these fucking people they just they don't fucking get it um and so i kind of like held like indie rock up on this like high horse and that's just kind of like dude it's not like (laughs) we're not like going to the moon here it's just indie rock like don't worry about it um but moving here like i met people who you know also liked indie rock like i did which was cool but then they like grew up in the south and they were like really interested in like country and bluegrass and so when i first got here i was like country and bluegrass like i just like indie rock like i don't i don't want to hear about that um but then it's like the more that like I checked out that kind of stuff and I learned about, like, I don't know, all kinds of like music like that. Um, It kind of like expanded my mind a lot. And now I would say that, like, I really love country music and, like, some of my, like, I describe myself as, like, a singer songwriter. And so it's like, you know, somebody like Towns Vincent or, like, Johnny Cash would be, like, really important people to me. Um, and maybe if I never moved to Nashville, like, I wouldn't have been exposed
2: to, like, so many different kinds of music. Yeah. So um, Yeah. Definitely opened my mind a bit.
0: Nice. What is, your, um, what is your favorite venue here to play and or to go to?
1: Um I feel like my favorite venue is
2: probably Dark Matter. Oh, okay. Um I just feel like um like especially when I was like more first starting out
1: like that was a space that like I was kind of always able to play and like meet like some really really cool bands like I remember I played a show there that they're like There was like nobody there and it was like so sad. But I got to play with the band Empath, um, who I love and like it it was so cool and and the owner, Catherine, like reached out to me to play the show and I was like so honored. Like even though it was like it wound up being like a little like last minute and like the booker, like I don't know, like somebody fucked something up and like there weren't a lot of people there. But it's it's just like this like constant space where like all of the all of like my favorite bands in town I know have played like a thousand shows there and like when I go there it feels very homey like a very like home base kind of venue the people who work there are like amazing um I'm friends with like all of them and then if there's like a new person there, then it's like, well, I want to be their friend because <laughs> they're working at Dark Matter. Um, but I love that it's like a very community-oriented venue, and then, like they'll they'll they will put on a modest show, but then they'll put on like a fucking like banger of a show. Like, like last year, um, I didn't play this Total Wife show. But total wife played with, um, I think with with teeth actually,
0: huh.
1: and um, they're gutting a body of water in wave form, and I feel like the the thing was like practically sold out, and like there was just like people everywhere, and there's so many shows there like that, like it'll be like it'll be
2: bumping, and they they kind of just do everything, so definitely uh. Definitely my favorite
0: venue. Okay, awesome. So since you've lived here for quite a while, what is some advice you'd give to someone who's going to move here and do art, or music? I would say that
1: um, just, like, immerse yourself in the community. Um, And the first thing, the first way to do that
2: is to just try and go to, like, as many shows um, as you possibly can. Um, I mean,
1: especially especially for music um, and in a town where, like, so many people are musicians, like, sometimes it can be difficult to get people to come out to a show. So, like, if you're one of the people there, like, and you're just showing, like, constant support, like, you're eventually just going to meet everybody because that's, like, that's where the people go to. And, you know, once you meet people, then... You're talking, you discover that you both really like, like, German cosmish music and, like, post-punk and, like, whatever the fuck. And then, you know, that's, like, how you start, like, bands and, like, form relationships with people. So I definitely feel like just putting yourself out there, even if it's, like, Tuesday night and it's raining and... You haven't eaten dinner yet and like your life's all fucked up it's like spend your last ten dollars just go to the show (laughs) yeah that would be my advice because then it's like you're you'll feel like a part of something and and people will want you to be included too but it's not it's not a competition
0: right that's awesome so reflecting back on when you first started as an artist, what is one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome and how did you get through it?
1: I think for me, like the biggest challenge would be like, like feeling, and and it like doesn't even have to do with being a musician, but actually just more in terms of like confidence is like, just like actually being confident and putting yourself out there. Um, and that goes further than like being on stage because when I'm on stage, like, I feel very confident and like I truly like. I'm pretty like unfazed if there's like if there's like hundreds of people in the audience. It's, like I don't, that's not I don't feel like nervous or whatever. Um, it's just kind of like I know I'm just gonna like play my part like I always do. Like it's not really different for me than like practicing in the basement. But actually feeling confident to like to talk about myself like as a musician, when I'm not on stage, um to like post something onto social media and to feel like, "Oh God, like, is this like cringy and I'm like a loser or something?" And it's like, no, like nobody's thinking about it that deeply. <laughs> like it literally doesn't matter um. But I feel like as an artist, I've I've had to realize that it's not, ju- even though it's maybe mostly about being, like, a recluse, like, recording and then, like, going out to shows, like, it's also about, like, putting yourself out there, like, as a person. Um, and that's, like, super weird for me because it's, like, I don't really want anybody to perceive me as, like, a person that exists that feels really stressful but like the entity Rigby I'm like you can perceive that like that's that's cool but then it's like no there is like a person behind Rigby and it's me and so it's like I have to kind of like promote myself but that's something that I'm like still working on feeling okay about like when I look at my Instagram profile and I see like pictures of my face I'm like like oh that's so weird (laughs) like i don't like seeing so many pictures of myself but then i remember that like that's just kind of part of like the grind that you have to be on and it's like okay i'll i'll play the game i'm here man
0: right it's one of the walls you have to get over like kind of have to be like first of all no one gives a shit. so like put yourself out there yeah like get over yourself you're embarrassed whatever it doesn't matter because no one cares, but like, that is, like, you yeah. kind of have to, like, get used to making a fool or you think you're making a fool, but it's not really a fool yourself.
1: Yeah, you're actually just, like, showing confidence, and people probably respect it. Like, yeah. I know I respect it when other people do it.
0: Exactly, because so. you know it's tough, and that's yeah. what's holding a lot of people back. Yeah. But when you do it, and then you get over it, you're like,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, it feels really good. Yeah, exactly yeah that's awesome. So, what would you say is one of your biggest personal growth from last year to this year?
2: Hmm. Um I feel like I've grown a lot like I guess like emotionally or something, like I feel like I'm kind of I feel like a lot
1: more at ease in like larger social situations and like presenting myself like online and just being like comfortable with myself as a person. Um, And I think I'm a lot better now about like being myself around everybody and not just around like my closest like seven friends or whatever. But I think for a while, like, I could only ever really be like my true self around like a very select few people and then maybe in the past year i've learned like oh like you can be yourself around like everybody and that's like a good thing people strength it's a strength people like that people people want you to be like a little different if you're the same as everybody else then what are you doing you're bringing nothing to the table
0: right yeah yeah and if i've learned that if you are truly yourself you give the confidence to those around you to be themselves as well yeah because you're like wow he's you know being wild and crazy like weird Then what am i being subconscious for
1: yeah 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 yeah. like there's there's no reason exactly let your you know your freak fly or whatever
0: oh yeah let your freak fly (laughs) i like that okay so how can people support you as an artist
1: um people can people can come out to shows um that we were playing on on january 11th at the blue room i feel like this will probably come out after that
0: that's awesome the blue room
1: yeah nice dude i love playing the blue room i think that's that's like another really really great venue yeah i really want to play town. there it it's awesome. They they treat artists like really really well there. Um, Chibi is great. Megan is great. Um, Sarah is great. Um, the, I mean the whole crew. I, I I don't know the whole staff, but like, <laughs> um, it, it's like a really good team over there, and they re- they really care about the people who come through, and they're. They're always given opportunities to local artists like me to play with like the bigger touring artists. Like the the first time I played there was with Sweeping Promises. And that was like really, really fun. Um and just as like a fan of that band, it was like, Well, now I get to like open up for them. Like I would have been at this show anyway. Oh. Wow. And so that that's fun. But pe- people can um people can come out to shows that's like probably the best way to support just because and it's like probably the most fun way to support because like I, I think that my music is best experienced live um, and like I like to have like my cheeky banter with the audience and I kind of like to I don't, know, I, I don't know I like to I like to have a little fun I like to raz people when they're there which is the a fun thing for me, I guess, um so maybe don't come to the show if you don't want to be raz. <laughs> um, you can, of course, like like listen like on Spotify, like throw it on like a playlist or something. Um, I think that that is good for the algorithm, and if it's not good for the algorithm, then I can check on like my Spotify app that like somebody added it to a playlist, and I'll just like feel good. <laughs> so like you can help me emotionally <laughs> and then um you can buy it on Bandcamp. um that would be like the preferred method to buy it or if you come to a show like i have t-shirts for the album now and i made some cassettes with um ash luna and sean's label ivy eat home um I feel I feel super good about that
0: nice yeah cool how do you like now how do you consume media do you have like favorite YouTube videos or
1: yeah I do um, my favorite my favorite YouTube video right now is um a my bloody valentine performance in 1989 it was their I think it was their first ever American show but jay mascus was running sound
0: oh wow um
1: and it sounds like amazing like you can actually hear the vocals which i
0: think you can Of oh, dinosaur jr oh no of um jay mascus
1: well he's like running the soundboard and like you can actually hear like um uh, uh kevin shields and belinda butchers Oh yeah. um vocals um, which I feel like I normally like buried in every like live performance I've ever heard. Wow! So
0: it was like clear to hear. It. Like yeah, that's like the thing with Shoe is you don't really know what the lyrics. Are yeah. Like, but like you you
1: can totally hear it in this, and it's just like I think it's just kind of a cool novelty that like Jay Mascus is on the soundboard. I'm like, what? Like, um, I get, I guess they were like friends or whatever,
2: but. I really like that. Um, I really like, uh, oh, there's a cool, um,
1: there's this band called Thanks Cahool, Um and they have a YouTube video that's like a house show. Um, I don't know where it is, but they they don't have a whole bunch of stuff online, and they they don't they don't have anything on like Spotify or anything. So kind of that YouTube video is like the best way to listen to their music. Um that's something that me and like all my friends have been into for a while. Um but yeah, that's an that's another one of my
2: favorite YouTube videos.
0: Nice. Do you have any like favorite movies or TV shows you watch?
2: Yeah. Um
1: I just, I don't know what my favorite movie is, but I just watched that movie, Saltburn. And that was, like, really, really good. Um, It's, like, really creepy, like, uncanny valley, but that's the sort of thing that, like, I really like. Like, I like suspense movies um, and, like, dramas and stuff. Just stuff with, like, a darker sort of edge. But then I also like stuff that's really stupid. And, like, um, all my favorite
2: TV shows are, like, probably, like, reality TV. Um, like, I think, um, like, I like watching, like, uh, all, the, all the cooking
1: shows specifically. Like, anything with, like, Gordon Ramsay or, like, Guy Fieri or um, Anthony Bourdain like i just i I feel like they're just kind of like out in the world and like it's just it's just like i'll just sit and watch it for like ever like i feel like i I don't watch a lot of tv with like a plot line just because like i guess i don't really know why i just never think to like sit down and like watch something which is like kind of weird i feel like that's like a very standard way to like chill out but if i'm gonna like sit down and watch something i'll normally like i get distracted and then i like start playing guitar or something um although i will say i do i've been throwing on um like sex in the city and curb your enthusiasm oh, yeah. lately curb your enthusiasm kind of
2: like always on for me hilarious i love that show um yeah. Okay, cool. Is there anything that you would like to add that I might not have asked you about? Um I don't know. I guess like I guess the the note I would want to leave on would just be like a note of like gratitude. Just to like um just like the whole Nashville community. Just 'cause like I've
1: been I guess I've been part of it for like nine years now and really feels very homey and stuff. And, you know, there's just so many good people I've met and like you know, you, you, you're get into like an opportunity like this um with you and that's like really nice too. Awesome. Um but yeah. Thank you, Nashville. I'm happy to be. I'm happy to be an artist in yeah. your
0: in your scene. Absolutely, this is a wonderful place to be. Yeah, it is. Okay, great. Here's the last question. Perfect. What is something absurd you love or do? Ooh.
2: Um, I feel like I'm a very
1: absurd person. But now, now that I'm like
2: thinking about it, I might actually be really like normal. Because <laughs> um, um, like, I don't think I could think of like the most absurd.
1: Thing. I'm like, do I do anything that's absurd, or do I live like, maybe the absurdity for me is in living like, such a,
2: such a normal life. No one's, um, um. I guess one absurd thing that I do is, uh.
1: When I'm performing, I I really like to, like I was talking about this before, I like to razz the audience, but it's like, I truly like to get into like, like arguments with the audience. And I guess if you're ever like at a show, like I feel like in Nashville, people try to be like very like respectful and like not talk during your sets. But I'm like, no, like talk during my set, like give me, give me something to work with, man. Because like I, I like to um I like the back and forth. I just think it's really funny, um, and I'll always win because I'm the one with the microphone.
0: <laughs> you can always just start the next song. So I can always just
1: even <laughs> even if I've completely lost, like rhetorically speaking, I'm backed in a corner. I, I still have the mic, and I'm going to say like, okay, well you're done now, and we're going to play the next song. <laughs> so you know,
0: always have the final say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's why I like being on stage so much. It's the only time you can always have the final say.
0: Right. Oh, <laughs> well, someone comes and takes the mic away or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would have to then I'd have to throw down and I yeah. don't know. I don't know how that would go for me. I don't <laughs> I don't think I I don't know if I could physically overpower like anybody who came at me. Um i'm not really uh i'm not really a fighter i'm a fighter with my words yeah but if you if you if you tried to take the mic away from me i might just be like
0: okay i stepped too far
2: yeah i was like i don't know
1: what to do now i don't have the mic anymore
0: all right well awesome dude well thank you for coming over and doing this
1: yeah thank you for having me man
0: absolutely